You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. <laughs> what's up? What's happening? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports. Or Big Woo Radio, man. Thanks everybody listening live on BigWooRadio.com. Everybody download the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store and all the folks that search us out on the iPhone app. Uh, on your podcast app on your iPhone. We appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get in the program, if you got some things you want to talk about pertaining to sports or not pertaining to sports, whatever you want to talk about, 704-489-3316. 704-489-3316. That's the number to get in if you want to get in the program uh we got we got some things to talk about cowboys fans how you feeling we got things to talk about cowboys fans um andy dalton is now a cowboy and and we'll talk about some other stuff the last dance i don't know how many of y'all watching that it's pretty interesting even though I've seen, well, I lived through the Chicago Bulls and all that, Dennis Rodman and all that, but it was things that I looked back and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't, I had no idea that was going on. We'll talk about that. But let's shout out these sponsors and supporters real quick. Uh, Woodforest National Bank, go to woodforest.com, Men's Warehouse of Raquel, South Carolina, go that. Well, 24K Rise, go to 24KRise.com. TCB5400 Club at 5400 Nevin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. Warren Publishing, Clover Parks and Recreations, Winthrop University, Clinton College, Porter D. House, Porter D. House, the Hydrocephalus Association of America. Please go to normalbrainsurgeries.org. Primetime Players Basketball, Coach Chris Thomas, Connect the Group, Mr. Kevin Glover, New Soul Music, Mr. Dark Eye, Black Toby Society, some guy named Jay, Spring Hill Credit Solutions, Gray Sheep Digital. Below the deck, Mr. Nick Fultz, Enterprise Management, Tony Co., and uh, Heads Up to You Couture, and All About Us Radio. SMG, Mr. J Lock, can't forget them. Uh, let me welcome in my fellas, man, James J.T. Thompson and Adonis Donnie Martin. What's happening? Nothing much. How y'all doing today? You know what's going on, man? Doing good, man. What? Something ain't right with something's going on in the background, I guess. I don't know. So, I don't know. Anyway, thanks again for joining the program. I hope this is not too loud, but something, something ain't right with my mic. There's always something with this damn thing. Uh, anyway, fellas, let's start off with the Dallas Cowboys. We got to go there first. Uh, just got to do it. Uh, Andy Dalton is a cowboy. Andy Dalton, I guess nobody else wanted him. He he's a he's a serviceable quarterback. He just can't win the big game. And he's a actually he's a great he's he's actually a great backup quarterback for us. Uh, I, as I bring my man JB Mister Two Ninety Nine. What's going on, JB? Hey, what's up, Wolf? Radio family. You got it, man. You got it. Uh, so, uh, Andy Dalton is a serviceable. He's a good quarterback. I mean, he has he had a lot of good years for for the um, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. But now, you know, the Bengals didn't want to pick him back up. I don't know, you know, what happened in that regard. But uh, well, I know what happened. They just didn't. Uh, he couldn't get him over the hump. 
uh, basically. He got into the playoffs, I don't know, probably five, six, seven years in a row, just couldn't win. But now he's a quarterback at, at, for the Dallas Cowboys. And being a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, with Dak Prescott going through what he's going through with the uh, with his uh, contract, uh, not they're not being able to come together on a deal on the contract. Uh, to me, and I'm gonna ask you guys what y'all think of this, but to me, I think. Even though the Cowboys are saying it's not because Dak is not signed and can't come to they're not using it as leverage, what I call bull hockey on that one, because you bring in Andy Dalton now you can say to Dak, hey, um, if you hold out, if you dare hold out, we do have a serviceable quarterback, somebody that can take your spot, you know. Uh, because before that, before Andy Dalton, there's you know nobody, nobody can say, well, we don't have a quarterback, so you're the guy, you're the guy, you're the go-to. Uh, but now they can say, we got Andy Dalton, so you want to hold out or you want to try and get some more money somewhere else? Have at it, bro. Uh, I think that's leverage. It may not, they may say it's not leverage, but even if you don't want it to be leverage. It's leverage, obviously, because I just made a point that it's leverage they can use because Andy Dalton is good enough to be a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, especially with the weapons that they got now. So, um, JT, my fellow uh, Cowboy fan, what are your thoughts on the, the, pick, the signing of Andy Dalton? Uh, let me see. Been a Cowboy fan for a number of years now, and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, having a solid backup quarterback is something that's always been missing in the scenario, hmm. in my mind. Hmm. Um, and I don't see it as a whole lot of leverage. I just think that as a, a team that's trying to win football games, you're supposed to have a backup quarterback that can come in and start for you. Mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, compete in um in training camp. Be mm-hmm. competition. Um, I said it, and I continue to believe it. Um, Dak Prescott is going to sign before the July 15th date. Um, Cap wasn't needing any more, you know, any more leverage. What they needed to go out and do was get a something better than Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me. It's a level of disrespect not having anything behind that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just being like, hey, you know, it's just you, you know, and whatnot. You've got to be straight at all positions. And I feel better and even better now that you go out and you you get a veteran quarterback or somebody that can back, you know, back up that. Or if something happens where it pertains to that. I mean, I think about the years where – you know what I'm saying? Romo was hurt, and there was just absolutely nothing behind him. You know what I'm saying? Bible to get it done. You know what I'm saying? And so, in yeah. going through those years, man, I have no problem whatsoever with the signing of Andy Dalton. You know, I, what I did know was that it wasn't going to be another black quarterback. But to get a veteran in and get somebody that you can say, hey, can go out there and take snaps and do something with the football, I don't have no problem with it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
obviously disagree. But uh, let's go to Donnie. Donnie, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys possibly having leverage? Uh, or, like JT said, uh, it's not about leverage. It's uh, They had leverage already, but uh, it's about just being solid at the position. I mean, coming from a Jets fan that, you know, I don't think y'all have a backup quarterback, um, but you got uh-huh. you got your franchise guy. But uh, how do you how do you feel about this uh, Dak? I mean, not giving Dak any money, but getting Andy Dalton three. Well, not saying that they ain't not getting him, giving him any money, but uh, giving Andy Dalton three million, which I think is a bargain price for for Andy Dalton. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Man, um, I think it's a, I pretty much agree with JT. I think it was a, a heck of a pickup. Um, the name of the game is have a great backup quarterback, somebody who can start, and not to mention you are in a contract negotiation with your starting quarterback whom you don't have signed at the moment or at least a long-term deal, and he's refusing to show up to camp on his you know, franchise tag. So you got quarterback issues going on in your franchise. So why not go out and get the best that you got? To J.D.'s point, I felt like somebody, and maybe that the agenda was to not get a black quarterback or maybe Cam's price was just too high. But for the skill set, I feel like Cam is more fit to be Dak's backup than Andy Dalton is because then that allows you to play the same similar style of play as mm-hmm. opposed to those are just two totally different types of quarterbacks that you're dealing with, like the like the Joe Montana, the Steve Young type of adjustment. Like this is a yeah. totally different guy. You know, all, everybody has to make an adjustment type of thing. So, um, but – Dallas did what they needed to do. You want a solid backup quarterback, and it does, to your point, give them leverage in the Dak Prescott situation. Because right now, Dak is holding out, rightfully so. I hope he bolts now that they disrespected him and bought him somebody else. But both your parties are doing what they have to do at this point. Dak said, I don't want to play without a long-term deal. Um, and he's holding firm to his ground as of now. So the team had to go out and do what they had to do. And no matter what, even if Dak does come back and they sign him for a great deal, you did not lose. You got a starting NFL quarterback in Andy Dalton for $3 yeah. million, and most is going to cost you seven. Like, that's a heck of a deal in the modern NFL where quarterbacks are averaging $30 million to start. So if you do come in, need him to start 10 games, and it's only costing you three, four, five million, that's a heck of a deal. Mm. So I feel like Dallas definitely did what they was needed to do got a little bit of leverage, and now the ball is in Dak's court as to what he wants to do with the Cowboys long-term. you want to play on this one-year deal and, and, and try again, or you want to um, hold out and see what happens to you? Mm. So uh, definitely leverage on Dallas's part. Yeah, definitely leverage. And uh, I, I got to say this. I'm not mad at the, the the fact that they went and got Andy Dalton. I mean, anything to make, make my team better is going to be great because, like I said, he is a quarterback – that uh, can start. He's a starter. Uh, he's been a starter. He's a veteran. He's uh, you know, he knows he knows this game. Uh, unlike you know the guy the Cooper Rush or whoever you know, you know third string for him or fourth string or wherever they're gonna put him or even if they even keep him. But I, now that you brought up the Cam Newton thing, I was like, you know, why didn't they? Um, it's more know. than that though. You have to look at you have to look at Andy Dalton and understand it. Andy Dalton played in the West Coast style system um, with two different offensive coordinators. So having Mike McCarthy there, who, who runs the West Coast style system, coming from under Bill Walsh, George Seifert, um, and, and Mike Holmgren in San Francisco, it's an easy transition for him to come in there and learn that playbook and know the verbiage and know 
um, the nuances of that offense. Mm-hmm. As far as Dallas having leverage, there's really no leverage there. They they secured themselves with a backup quarterback, which is great. But at the end of the day, just because you got all the bells and whistles and you got a great backup, that doesn't benefit Dak at all. Because absolutely, how, I don't benefit Dak. You're gonna dangle. Okay, so you dangle Andy Dalton in front of him. Okay, mm-hmm. so what has Andy Dalton done? For one, two, you have to look at. Let's look at all of the quarterbacks up until this point that haven't come to the end of their deal and they haven't played as well as Dak Prescott. You say he's your guy, but then again, you signing everybody else and giving everybody money, and then you have the audacity, Jerry Jones, to come out and puff your chest out and make some disparaging comments, and then you want him to still want to give you a hometown discount. I don't think it's right. I think Dak needs to stick to his guns. If he has to sit out a year, the salary cap is going to go up. You're going to get more and tell it in TV revenue money, and he'll be able to go somewhere and get that money and be just as successful. Because right now, um, you don't treat a starting quarterback like that who, who who's come in and who's done everything that you've asked of him and been a model citizen. And, I, and the only thing I can think about Dak Prescott, he missed a hey, practice. For the low, for the low. I mean, you talk a third round draft pick money right there. Like mm-hmm. was he making six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year? He wasn't making it a million this first couple of years. So yeah. he gave you a, he gave you the hometown discount already. You already yeah, got he it. already yeah. gave it to you. Yep. And, yeah. then, and, and, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. We say. When Michael Jordan was playing for the Bulls, the Bulls was only paying him two, two point four million dollars. But everybody looked at he was making thirty million, sixty million, eighty million with Nike, Gatorade, and Weed. That yeah. has nothing to do with that relationship with the Chicago Bulls and what he does between those lines. Absolutely. So let's not count this man's money off the field. You want this guy to come in and lead your organization and to be successful and to be competitive year in and year out. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he's done. And now you didn't brought people in off the street that then came from rehab. <laughs> you said you gave Amari Cooper a hundred million and he couldn't even show up for eight games on the road last year. He disappeared. Gallup was the one who stepped up. Yeah. So, so that's a slap in the you face. Zeke, <clears throat> you give Zeke all that, all that money and all the, all the trouble he stayed in, and you gave him all that money. And, mm. and Dak has been a model citizen. But, but I've been saying that since last year when Zeke signed this deal. Like Zeke is is actually the reason that we are having this situation right now. Uh, Zeke mm. jumped the gun. If Zeke wouldn't have jumped the gun, Dak would have got his last year. And they would have figured out how somehow how to squeeze Zeke in. Now this year, and not to mention, they would have been coming in off of the Zeke's performance of last year, and would have been not giving him that sixteen million or whatever they gave him a year. So Zeke jumping the gun is the reason why the current the Cowboys are in the current position that they are in now. And I said that even then. Hold, on, hold call. on, Johnny. Go ahead. Hold on, Johnny. Now you got to think back. Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. when he signed that offensive line, when he came in the league. They were the best and highest paid offensive line. All right. Uh-huh. Now, you, you turn around and you give Sean Lee all that money. Sean Lee couldn't stay healthy to save his life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and then you took it you you took a chance on Jaden Smith. Jay, and, and and you gave him that money. Now he could have waited. And then when you look at the current when you look at the uh, the current time frame of the NFL and these running backs getting their money, you can't fault Zeke because when you look at oh, the value of a running back right now, he Zeke did what he was supposed to do in getting his money. Jerry Jones, paying, you gave Demarcus Lawrence all that money and he couldn't even show up half the season. You understand what I'm saying? 
But let so me let me play devil's you advocate made bad for business it. decisions and, 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 and didn't spend your money wisely yeah. and you didn't think about securing the most important asset of your team. Right. Well, let me let me play devil's advocate here for a second. Look at all the teams that that paid their quarterbacks, you know, astronomical amounts of money, but then they couldn't pay nobody else. So the team fell apart. But I mean, the, the Rams, the Eagles are two to the, the – go ahead. Okay. But, but, see, that's the thing. We didn't know Dak was going to be wanting astronomical money at the time he signed Zeke because it was – you know, Dak wasn't due. We wasn't even worried about that as a Cowboy Nation. When Dak came – I mean, when Zeke came up, now you paying a running back who by all means does not deserve top dollar, as we know. They don't last any more than four to five years. They have the shortest primes out of all the, pos- sure, uh, the right. skilled positions in the NFL. So, and we've seen what happens to those guys when you give them all that money, whether it's a black girl or whoever else. You, you definitely rather invest in a quarterback to have them fly as opposed to overpay a running back because you already know what to expect out of running back. Yeah. Well, I mean, wouldn't you be paying uh, Dak more than you paid Zeke? I mean, if you if he actually got the market yeah, money yeah. of you, any NFL team. Let's just say, right. Cam, you know, Christian McCaffrey just got sixteen million or whatever he got. If Cam was a healthy Cam, Cam would get almost double that. Like that's just the nature of the business. You're not going to pay right. a running back total salary nowhere near what you pay your quarterback. Right. Well, so that's that's my point. That's my that's my point. Hold on, hold on. I'm just trying to make this this point about paying the quarterback, you know, a hundred and whatever million, whatever the the boy from the Rams got. If you pay him that kind of money, and then the Rams, then that Rams they they falling apart. They can't pay nobody else. The Eagles, same thing with paying paying uh, your boy uh, Carson well, Wentz. See, let me say this. One, they're only one year into a ba- making that contract look bad. Let's not forget the previous year the Rams was in the Super Bowl. So at the time, you know, you're paying that man did not look bad. Now one year later it does. In the few, he still has a couple years left on that deal to make us say, oh, yeah, he's worth that money. Whereas that Todd Gurley money that they gave him, you don't even have Todd Gurley on your team anymore. So that contract that you signed him to and therefore eventually cutting him, that hurts you more than signing your quarterback to a long-term deal. Well, it now I was using I was using them as an example, but you can even go further back in history and see that paying the quarterbacks a whole lot of money. Look at who was winning. Tom, They weren't paying Tom Brady a whole bunch of money. And they weren't giving these big contracts because he was taking cuts, and he was they were winning because they could pay other people. But what did they do? Well, they gave him more guaranteed money, and they kept restructuring his deal. Right. And the one thing I think we're all forgetting about that you're not talking about is we got a, we got a new CBA and new TV revenue sharing coming up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if you think about okay, let me say this: Ryan Tannehill got sixty four million guaranteed. And he, and, he, and he played half a season. Let's think about this. Now, if you tell me that Dak Prescott doesn't deserve 80, 95, 90, 90 million guaranteed over what he's done over four years, then obviously we have a problem. And going into this, and going into this new CBA, you know, like you say, those deals that Eagles and the Rams signed, yeah, that, that, that money means nothing moving forward because – because what a quarterback is going to be worth moving forward in the next year or two, they're going to feel bad that they signed those contracts. The teams are going to be happy, but you got to think, 
it's not going to affect them because they're getting more money and because they're bringing more players on the team, so they're going to have more capital to work with. Well, I'm having a hard time to, trying to, to figure out why why they can't come to a deal if Dak just wants long-term deal. So if you want a long-term deal, just give them more guaranteed money. And I, I think it's, it, they're, they're not coming together on how much per year, if I'm not mistaken. I think Dak wants $40 million a year and a long-term deal. So – I don't I don't know I don't know why it's so hard to come to a, an agreement. Okay, if you want 40 million dollars, hey, we'll give you 40 million dollars a year, but it's only going to be for 3 years or 2 years or 4 years or whatever. You know what I mean? That's a good deal. But it, it could come because to the same come back you know to the table and get more money. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 maybe maybe you won't get as much guaranteed if over the 2 years. Or the three years or whatever, uh, but I don't see why 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 it's so hard to get this deal done. Seven zero four four eight nine three three one six. JT has a um, he seems to believe that this deal is going to get done, and I need to hear from JT as a, give me some confidence because uh, uh, I don't know if it's going to get did, get done because uh, Andy Dalton now. Uh, but J, JT, uh, what what what's what's giving you such confidence that this deal is going to get done? I'm sorry, JT, to cut you off, but after that, I, I want to put, pose this question to you, Big Woo. Okay. How do you feel, in the light of what you said, how do you feel if Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback moving forward of the Dallas Cowboys next year? Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be happy. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it, It'll, but I wouldn't be happy. I, I'd rather have I'd rather have Dak as, as my quarterback. I just think he's going to be a better – quarterback especially long term Andy Dalton has had a, a a decent career as far as numbers go uh but again he's just have problems in the big games and we don't need that anymore we don't need you know quarterbacks that have problems in in the big games you know and I think Dak is going to be the one that gets sort of uh, Andy Dalton has ever had as much total talent surrounding him as your Cowboys have had in a, over the course of mm-hmm. his career Mm. He's never had, with the exception of AJ Green, he's never been. He's had a couple of good running backs, whether it's Joe Mixon or um, a couple of little scat backs over the time, but never all pieced together where they, he's had a good defense, good weapons at wide receiver and tight end, and a running game. So you put him in on a team like Dallas, where you got all of the above and an offensive line that can keep him up upright and, and able to throw the ball. I think Andy Dalton would actually be a great fit in y'all system and could and could actually get y'all 10, 11 wins a game next year. If, if that's what y'all had to go in the next season with, I think Andy Dalton with that good. team would mm-hmm. be good for 10, 11 wins. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't dispute that. I don't – but I think Dak will as well or maybe even – but – Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. But so that, that, that puts Dallas in the position where – I already got this for three to seven million. Why am I going to give you forty? What mm. what make what about that extra twenty seven? You know thirty. You know whatever. You know thirty three million. Right. Am I going to get? Am I going four extra wins a game out of you? Am I going to get two extra wins a game out of you? Like what? What are you going to bring to the table that's going to you know make me? Because just what he's already brought it, to me is uh, to me is what he's already done for us. What he, what he's already done for the Dallas Cowboys. So I, I can't pay on behalf of that. Unfortunately, you know that we we like to think if you still got that left in you, they they give you that without a hesitation. But if that if your greatest and we know Dak's greatest years aren't behind him. So what he's giving you, you should 
on based on that, pay him just because, hey, you've already given us that and you are, aren't at your peak yet. But right. with that being said, I already got me a guy that I, that I think I can get 10, 11 wins with for seven seven million dollars you got to work with me here you know what i mean so that puts that is a bargaining chip to go back to your original court right and i believe you would be rolling the dice you'd be taking a, a probably an unnecessary risk uh with with uh andy dalton and no backup uh you know what i'm saying i don't know oh so, so whoa, real quick Dak signs the franchise tender. he doesn't get his deal he plays this season third game he breaks his leg or he breaks his arm, he's out for the year. Yeah. And after that year, Dallas decides they want to let him go. And then we look back at him and we say he's stupid for signing the deal, not thinking of long, not thinking of his uh, um, long-term earning potential. So that that could absolutely happen. This man to, to jeopardize his career for the betterment of a team when he gave him a discount, like Donnie said, over four years. Because been that's ge- don't happen. He'd been jeopardizing his career for four years. He shouldn't have signed it. He'd been jeopardizing his career for four years. Every time he stepped on the field from the time he got drafted. But he was under contract. He He had no guaranteed money. He had no guaranteed money. And Big Woo, you do that over those four years expecting the big payoff. Right. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I'm not saying they shouldn't give him a deal. I'm not I'm not nowhere near saying that he shouldn't get his deal. But I mean to not play um after, you know, you get fifteen million dollars to play. I think it's fifteen million for one year. Yeah. I mean, yep. And, and and possibly and then go show out and and make them have no. to pay you again. Why would I mean? You, I, why would you make it through that? If you make it through that one year with a great season and and, and unscathed, then that that looks very wise. And you made fifteen million, and you definitely should get yours next season. But if you don't, like JB said, uh, you 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 look real stupid in the end. Which is what the you, reason why Le'Veon Bell chose to set out that year with Pittsburgh. It's like it's not worth it. I'm not going out Where you get fifteen million from? That's the, that's the franchise, that's from, right? From the um, the 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 franchise deal offers the press guy. No, it's the, the franchise is thirty one million for for a quarterback oh, right yeah. now. The franchise tag is thirty one million. Oh well, I don't know where I got fifteen million from. Yeah, yeah, the franchise um, the franchise tag right now. The quarterback <laughs> is thirty. I think it's thirty one point four. I know like right now NFL quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys does have the long-term potential to make hundreds of millions. But for one year for the 31, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take my chances with that because we lose a draw. I can live off the rest of my life off that 31 done, right? Yeah. Which, of course, you ain't going to see about 16 of that yourself, but that's still a million a game. That's so still, yeah, that's still a lot of money, man. And, and there's no uh-huh. reason. I mean, because if he hold out, they, he ain't getting paid nothing. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean, it's either nothing or thirty-one million. I mean, I them, I, 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 it's all it's all about principle, respect, and long term and his long term earning potential in his career. And and I agree. And 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 I wouldn't mm. fault him for it because we've seen it happen far too many times where players go out and they sign that tag and they get hurt and they get cut or they get released 
And then other teams say, well, you're not worth the money because you got hurt last year. I say, go, just go play football, man. Just go play football. That's what you've done all your life. I mean, but look at but look at For nothing. On. For no money. All your life you've done it for no money. But look at somebody like a Cam Newton right now. We all know we, you're a former MVP, and you're struggling to get a job right now. You know why? Because you got hurt during the season. So injuries mm-hmm. in the NFL can protect your, you know, put your future at a devastating risk. So it's easy to say, go ahead and go out there and do it. But like JV said, long-term thinking-wise, it's like, yo, I got to take care of me, my family, and everything else for a long – I need to get comfortable with a long-term situation. And to your point that you alluded to earlier, Big Wu, after my four years of blood, sweat, and tears for the low, low – I deserve that. So both parties right now are in a real tough situation where I, I don't know how y'all gonna work that out. Good, tra- you know. But you, I, I consider those good problems. You I know, think they were they were gonna situation. they were gonna give him a long term uh, some years. I guess a four or five year deal, but it was only gonna be for thirty three million a year. <laughs> His family off that. <laughs> That's what I'm but saying, what man. Thirty three million. What's a year? Uh, it's about guaranteed money. Because mm-hmm. it, 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 everybody keeps focusing on what he's going to get a year. It's the guaranteed he, money. He's going to get guaranteed money. They was offering him guaranteed but, money. But the guaranteed money, the guarantee, you can't say what that should take sixty million a year. Because if Ryan Tannehill got sixty four, you can't, you can't, you shouldn't be starting. The conversation shouldn't start below eighty million guaranteed. I know his now, ass four years ago was broke as hell. That's all I know. He was broke as hell four years ago, and in four years' time, he was able to make $33 million a year. Come on, man. Let's say right now the present. He came in to the playoffs in the back-to-back season, too, Big Wolves. So, you know what I mean? That does matter. You know, in those four years, a lot has done a lot of work. I think $33 million a year is nothing to be like, I want for I agree. I'd, I'd sign a franchise deal if I was him and go out there and ball my ass off and ball make them out. have to pay me $45 million next year. But, you know, that man does have – we ain't in his shoes. So, nope. that man he, he look at it too. Term decisions for me, and I, I'm not going out there for that. I'm not mad at it. But I hey, think Donnie. in the end, it'll work out. Go, go ahead, Jimmy. Um, here's, a, here's, a, here's another twist to it. See, Jerry has paid everybody else on the team. So, typically uh-huh. – you know, it, it normally that it's the other way around, and guys are looking at the guy and they're like, "Damn, he's a quarterback, and they don't want to pay him." But Jared has paid everybody now, so the one thing I can say is this: Could there be more pressure from the team since everybody else got their money and Dak doesn't have his for him to come in? You know, that's one thing we have to look at too because you know everybody else eating, he ain't ate yet. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I think the Cowboys done done it this way for a reason outside of the Zeke issue because I'm sure they they weren't trying to play Zeke just that quick anyway. But um, I think I think they they want to make sure they get, they got enough players. The team is is solid. Um, I just think they want to make sure the team is solid, and maybe they're waiting on the money from this new deal or whatever, and, and then trying to pay Dak, but. Whichever way it go, I think the boy is going to be rich. He's already rich, and he's going to be even more rich, whether it's with the Cowboys or not. But I want to bring JT in and see why he thinks that, before we go to break, why why he thinks the Cowboys are going to sign Dak. I mean, is there uh, something on the inside that he knows? JT? 
that yeah, loyalty to uh, Jerry Jones, especially doing all that uh, kneeling stuff, his loyalty to the organization, when he could have easily um, not taken that side or not stood with the organization, I think that's going to carry him uh, to get paid. Now, I, I don't think he's going to receive the the $40 million. I think Mahomes set the bar a lot uh, on that. That somewhere is going to be in in that 35 to 37 range. But his guaranteed money, like JB said, is going to be, you know, uh, the factor in that. The mm. upfront money is going what is going to determine that. And you know, I get it, man. Some of these other guys got paid and this that, and the other, but I think Dak is going to get his his worth as well. And I feel confident about it. Um, negotiations, you know, continue to you know remain positive. And what I look at, a lot of people are overreacting. Cowboys upgraded their off, you know, their their team. You have to when you're trying to win and trying to make things happen. You have to upgrade at the positions. They've done what they were supposed to do and what they have failed to do in previous years. So I salute the organization for doing that. Now we got to we got to address paying back. And I look at it like this. You know, in October. Who's to say we won't be having the conversation as to why Dak hadn't lived up to to the money he just got? You right. know what I'm saying? It's sure. like people it's are so, so quick to, to judge and, and say this and that and the other. Zeke went through it last year. You know what I'm saying? All before Zeke got paid. Oh, pay Zeke, pay Zeke, blah, blah, blah. Then he has a down year and not one like, like you know what I'm saying, like before. Dak is going to be up under the same criticism. He just got to go out and ball. And like I said, I don't have a great level of expectation, but what I can tell you is this. The more that they add to the team, the more they upgrade the roster, the more they address the issues as a total team, the better the Cowboys are going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I mean, if you look at it from this perspective as well, the Cow, I mean, the, 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 the quarterbacks that got paid a lot of money either went to a Super Bowl or won a Super Bowl. And I guess that's what the Cowboys are looking at. They was like, hopefully that, you know, that we would at least get to the, um, the, the NFC, NFC championship. And that didn't, you know, we ain't do that. So, I mean, I can understand why the Cowboys don't want to give him 40, 41, $42 million. I can, I can, I mean, I, I wish they would. I think he deserves it. Um, because you 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 make those accomplishments as a team. Just because a guy gets to the Super Bowl, a quarterback gets to the Super Bowl, it's usually not only him that's making that happen. You know what I mean? So it's not uh, it shouldn't be judged by that. But that those are the guys. If you look at it, the guys that got paid a lot of money, uh, most of them anyway. Um, but we need to take a break. We'll take a break and come back. We'll talk about the last dance. Uh, uh, with the Chicago Bulls and you know Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and all them people. Uh, even though I lived through it, still a lot of stuff that's interesting. So, don't y'all go nowhere. It's off topic sports, Big Wheel Radio. We right big. <laughs> Hey, hey, the New Mount Olivet AME Zion Church, located at 527 Dave Lab Boulevard in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Presiding pastor is Dr. Carlton Brown. 9 a.m. Sunday school with morning worship service starting at 10.05 a.m. Eastern. Thank you, and please join us soon. Oh, 
Yo, what's up, family? This is Corey Big Woo Woods from Big Woo Radio, here to talk to you about Gray Sheep Digital. That's right, Gray Sheep Digital, G-R-E-Y, sheepdigital.com. Gray Sheep Digital is a digital marketing agency that helps your business attract attention in a very noisy world. They specialize in website optimization, social media growth, marketing videos, and brand awareness. So if your business is having problems with the website, the way it looks, sometimes we don't get that professional look like we want or if you're having trouble being seen on social media give my man marcus woodard the owner and digital strategist a call at 704-626-1599 again that number is 704-626-1599 you can also hit him up on facebook and instagram at gray sheep digital that's g-r-e-y sheep digital you'll be glad you did and make sure you tell them big woo sent you to get the friends and family discount Hey y'all, I'm Nima Shiny Star L of Nima Girl Productions and every single Friday you can catch me at 6pm Eastern Standard Time hanging out with JT and Big Woo. We are Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio where every Friday we let it flow with Flowetic Fridays. And we also hit you with some black in effect because black history is every day, all day. And if you didn't know, now you know. And for all things Nima Girl Productions, go to my social media pages on the Nima Shining Star L. You can get information on the upcoming book, Peace Queen, Can You Hear Me? And check out the book, Peace King, Can You Hear Me? That came straight out of the holiday, Love Thy Brother Day, which is June 8th, and that is coming up. So, for all things Nima Girl Productions, check out social media, Nima Shining Star L. And if you're not checking out Big Boo and the crew on Sundays at 6 p.m. on Off Topics, you better be checking out my Facebook Live with Thoughts Provoked. That's right, Thoughts Provoked. Every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where every topic is a hot topic. So, there you have it. I'm Nina Shining Star L for Nima Girl Productions, hanging out with Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio. You know how we do. Hey, y'all. Listen to Big Woo. Radio. Y'all hear what I say? I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Radio. Please listen to. This is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina, and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding areas serving worldwide at bigwooradio.com thank you so much for listening welcome back to the program 704-489-3316 that's the number to get in if you got a question or comment or topics you want to discuss in sports 704-489-3316 thanks everybody listening live at bigwooradio.com everybody download the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store and all of our folks that search us out on their podcast app on our iPhone. We appreciate that. Don't forget to check us out on all of our social media at Big Woo Radio on everything. Big Woo Radio at Big Woo Radio on everything. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything. Um, all right, so we talked about uh, the Cowboys and why they done what they done with Andy Dalton. I still believe they did it for leverage, which 
uh, still a good move on, on my on, in my mind. Um, we got we got depth. So if if they sign Dak or if he signed his uh, tenure as a, a one year or franchise tenure, then we I'm, we good. I don't care. We going to the Super Bowl this year, baby. And then they're gonna have to give him fifty million a year uh, next year to sign him to fifty million. So that's how that's going down. I know, Donnie. I know you don't believe we're gonna win the Super Bowl, but you know. Bring back the NBA, man. It's too early for Cowboys talk already. I mean, <laughs> we all know y'all ain't gonna make it. We all know y'all gonna talk about it. But to start this early in the year, we definitely need the NBA back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, without the NBA, it's all Cowboys all the time. <laughs> I do miss the NBA, though. I got to admit, I, I miss the NBA, and I don't know what the plan is with that, uh, for the NBA coming back. I don't know what they plan on doing. I don't care if they – and now when football season comes, they, they better not stop they – better, they better stop this bull because uh, you, you got to put football on. Now, I would coronavirus or whatever. I don't, we got to have football. Uh, if they ain't got I don't no people. I don't care. You know what I mean? But y'all not going to have football this year. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's going to be some football. It's going to be some football. No, nah, ain't going to be no football. I'm going to tell you that right now. Ain't going to be nobody in the stands. Uh, ain't ain't going to be nobody in the stands. I'm going to tell you something. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but regardless uh-huh. of how we feel or what we may think with this coronavirus, and a lot of these states reopening and seeing the spike in the surge and knowing that football season starts around flu season, we already know that there's three different strains of this COVID-19 virus. There's not just one. And uh, so we got people focusing on the vaccination for one rather than all three strains. So this is going to get worse before it gets better. And the second wave is going to make the first wave look like a walk in the park. So Mm. if you think that these teams are going to jeopardize these players' health, health and safety because they're their assets now and they and, until they can wait a year i think that's what we're going to be looking at forget mm. the money forget the games it's all about people's lives and staying healthy right now and being able to make it not only from the next day but to the next week month and year understood but i think the i think the um the nfl is going to figure out a way to get these games played whether they just got to keep everybody all the teams quarantined in like two or three different states <laughs> If they just got to play, if they just got to play in two states, they go back and forth from L.A. to New York. I don't, I don't care what they do. As far as people being in the stands, you got a, you got a, uh, a system, you got a, uh, a PA system that that goes throughout the whole stadium, and so you can make fan noises. Just have some fan noises going on, and then CGI some people in the seats. For all I care, I don't care. Uh, you can put the thing on TV. <laughs> anyway, but but again, I do miss the NBA. I'm, I want to get I'm ready to get back to some basketball. I want to see LeBron James win another championship. And uh, with that being said, uh, the last dance, a lot of us have watched it or at least heard about it. Uh, but I, I'm I'm fascinated, man. I'm I'm all in it because I was a, a big Chicago uh, Bulls fan. Well, I just say Michael Jordan fan. Uh, back in the day, so I tried to watch as many games as I could because Michael Jordan just did things that was just, I mean, I hadn't seen since Dr. J came in the league, and then he just won up Dr. J with, with the things that he was able to do, the turnaround, no look, behind-the-head shots. Uh, I mean, to say it was luck, it was just something that he'd done too too many times for it to be luck. It's just, I don't know, man. He just He just was good at that. 
but the things that that went on behind the scenes is what's really um, fascinating to me. I mean, the things that you know, Michael Jordan. When uh, the one thing that stood out to me is that Michael Jordan didn't want to initially share the ball. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Michael Jordan was a team player. Hell no, this dude. He did not want to did do. You he see would, the team. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm, I'm ta- well, I'm talking about even when Scottie Pippen, it, 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 when when they brought uh, Tex Winter in uh, to, to with the triangle, Michael Jordan was completely against the triangle, and I didn't. I had no idea. I had no idea he, he did not want to uh, participate because it was taking the ball out of his hands. Now he he grew accustomed to it because they started winning and winning championship. You know, so uh, he 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 went along. But when they first just talked about bringing it in. He didn't. He didn't want nothing to do with it, uh, and I, I was just surprised by that. So, uh, um, uh, what's, what's your name, boy? Uh, JB. JB. What, have you been watching the Last Dance? Any of it? Yeah, yeah, I have. What was it? Well, tell me about something in it that that um, that that surprised you that you may not have known uh, about I- the Chicago Bulls or any one of the players or the coach. Mm-hmm. Or how Jerry Reinsdorf was so oblivious as to what Jerry Krause had going on under his nose. Oh wow! And yeah. how he allowed and how he allowed this man to uh, pretty much care of a dynasty. I mean, because it, 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 of ego, it, basically. It, it boggles me that because Jerry Krause he takes a lot of blame, but I think. The the ultimate person who bears all the blame is Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah, he could have easily said, "Okay, I got the best player. I got the two best players in the world." Because think about it, yeah. Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was leading every major statistical category except points per game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. next to Michael Jordan, you, you, you got the best rebounder, and you got one of the brightest coaches who 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 knows how to handle those 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 superstar attitudes and he basically tore up something it's like buying a new ferrari and then taking a sledgehammer to it (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) and just just because and the whole thing was the whole thing that got me about that jb was the fact that he was basically doing it because out of jealousy that he wasn't getting the credit that he thought he deserved, you know, or the, or the limelight that he, that he deserved. It was all about the players were getting too much of the credit. And so he, he went out of his way to say that, you know, organizations wins or championships or whatever. It was like, what? Man, <laughs> man, let, me, let, me, let me jump in here, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead, Donnie. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm saving it all for the end. But I, you know, because I watch all the little YouTube documentaries and everything like that anyway. So I'm familiar with the the whole Jerry Reinsdorf um, situation, you know, the whole Chicago Bulls backstory, so to speak. But um, let me defend him for just a small moment here. And I actually agree with him. Imagine that's you. And you have not only once but twice constructed one of the most – and Michael Jordan had a huge part to do with it, 
But you also want to tell Jordan, I remember when all you could do was score. Like, I could have left you with a whole bunch of bums, and you could have averaged 50, but you never would have won anything. I drafted Scottie Pippen and bought him in, or excuse me, did a a draft day trade to get Scottie Pippen, and meanwhile bringing in Horace Grant. So I helped solidify a mean wing player, uh, uh, you know, a a post-up player for you. Bought in, had faith to bring in Phil Jackson, who was Mm -hmm. a CBA coach in order to implement this triangle offense with, and take the ball out of your hands, which ultimately helped us succeed. He And then bring in a Dennis Rodman and, and, and a Steve Kerr's and all of those pieces that he put together to make that Bulls dynasty what it is. He did that on his own. And and, and we could have sure. had a very different story of Michael Jordan without hey, Ryan Jordan. Go ahead. Hey, Donnie, I'm a Scott Pioli. If any of you don't know who Scott Pioli is, Scott Pioli was one of the masterminds, along with Bill Belichick, working with Bill Parcells, building the Patriots, the Jets, as well as the Patriots again. Now, him putting those teams in positions to win and having one of the best quarterbacks in Tom Brady, I've never heard Scott Pioli come out and and and, and ask and ask for uh, to be to be recognized for his accomplishments for what he done for the team, uh, not only for the Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs as well as the Jets. So with that said, you know, Jerry Krause has some issues, but there are great general managers out there that do their job and they just sit back and and, and they let the team do what it does. So Yeah, and that's the main thing. You did your job. Why do you want to blow it up? But why do you want to blow it up? Bill Parcells and and, and Bill Belichick both had input in in the – he wasn't the – end all be all making all the decisions if you get what i'm saying like bill parcells told you who i wanted you to draft and you went out and drafted my team according to who i wanted so yeah you did that but you didn't do that you didn't piece this together gave me what i wanted whether i liked it or not because you ultimately knew what was best for me in the end you know that's two different things right there and that's what jerry Krause did with the chicago bulls you know, whether a lot of moves were unpopular to Michael Jordan, whether it was like trading Charles Oakley and bringing in Bill Cartwright. That got y'all three chips. Y'all wasn't getting them three chips without Charles Oakley. So that's the difference, whereas it would have been the other way around. It would have been Phil Jackson or whoever else coming to him saying, yo, man, get this dude out of here, blah, blah, blah. That's more of a Bill Parcells and situation with their GM. You know what I mean? Right. So that, that that's definitely two different things in that aspect that yeah, they, I, he had less control, so you're not going to get as much acknowledgement. I get that. I get that. Um, I get it was different. Mm. But, I mean, it, even more so for Jerry Krause to not blow it up is because he did put it together. See this thing out. Stop talking about skate, trading Scotty Pippen and trading Jordan and, and firing um, uh, the coach that Jordan wanted to play for. Um, it, it just didn't make any sense that, that, that you would do that just because you're not getting the limelight. Well, get out there and talk about yourself then. Don't, 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 don't blow the team up. It wasn't also just, just the, Hey, I'm not getting the limelight. It was a point where he was just flat out, straight up disrespected by Michael Jordan. And when the leader of the team is talking to you, calling you all kinds, imagine you being in that position, you built all of this, you know, you built all of this. And the dude that you helped get all of these championships by bringing in these pieces for, he calling you all kind of fat-ass pieces of crap because <laughs> in his second year, you made a decision that it would be his, the best for the overall of the Bulls. I don't want you to come back this year, Mike. I, you, you're my best player. 
coming back at the end of this season when we ain't going to beat the Celtics anyway, even if you drop 63. It just ain't worth it because I need you long-term. Now, lucky for Jordan, he didn't re-injure himself in year three, four, five, or six, and so it worked out in Jordan's favor. But let's just say he did. Then Jerry Krause is the dumbass to let Jordan come back with 18 games left to go in, the, in, in his second season and ruined his career. So all of those decisions, you know, and so that, that was where the beef with him and Jordan started. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because yep. of that, even after all you did, Mike still just flat out just shows you no respect whatsoever and, and belittles you in front of everybody else that you bought in. Like, uh, that's a rough well, spot to well, be well, Donnie, I just well, get no line like, It's like, come on, bro. The word, the word was the, the relationship really went south when Jerry Krause basically told Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, we own you. You work for us. You're yeah, problem. yeah. Because no, when he got hurt, and, and, yeah, and, and, and you know, that that was like that, that was like the ultimate disrespect yeah. to Michael Jordan, yeah. especially coming from where he come from, you know, living in North Carolina and experiencing racism the way he did. And, and so... And so when 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 somebody tells you something like that, it, yeah, it, it, I, it, it, it's it's a it's, it's a switch. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a switch yeah. for for a lot of people, especially prideful, stubborn individuals like Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that part, and that made that that as soon as you reminded me of it, that pissed me off all over again. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely I, I left out that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I forgot about that. So. Yeah, you are right. That that in itself, no matter what situation, that would piss me off. Uh, real, and real quick, Woo, Donnie, you should be pissed off that they want to franchise tag your free safety. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> when I got his jersey and that's our best player, I guess I'm really not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep him in the you can. That's all that matters. God, sure. Hey, JT, you got an over and under for us? Yeah, I got one. All right, let's get into that. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for JT's Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. All right, man, whatever you're ready, what you got? LeBron James says that uh, nobody should be talking about canceling any season, this, that, and the other than he as well as his teammates are ready to finish what they started. So my question to y'all is, is this LeBron looking at it like this is maybe his one of his last great shots to win the NBA title? Hmm. Or is it just the fact that he wants to solidify success um, with the Lakers um, and finishing, you know, with, you know, one of the best records in the league and really making a push towards the championship? Which one is it? Because he's in the twilight. He's on the other side of, his career, yeah, and is he looking at it as, you know, like that? That's the whole, you know, over and under on that. Uh, Donnie, I'm, yeah, let me. So I alluded to that a couple of weeks ago, where it's just the NBA period. This is a legacy changing season. This one season could do a lot for so many. Imagine this is the one year that Giannis were to lead his team to the championship, or LeBron gets his first one with the Lakers. Because three years from now, if LeBron doesn't have any chips with the Lakers, and you have missed out on this opportunity this season, or James Harden could have got his first, a lot could be changed in this season. This is definitely a legacy season right here, um, and. 
if I was the players, I wouldn't want one to slip past me anyway, either because 20 years from now, nobody's going to remember, oh, LeBron had the short strike, short season, blah, blah, or whatever, coronavirus season. They're not going to care. All they're going to know is LeBron got five of them things if he was to get him one. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that helps Anthony Davis. Now you've solidified yourself in a Lakers uniform. So many different people have legacy uh, stories on the line this season. James Harden was averaging 35 points a game. And, you know, if he could have capitalized that off with a championship, which I don't think he would have, then this would have been an epic season for him. So it's a lot at stake for a lot of guys. And one missed year when you have 15-year careers, that's a big chunk of your, you know. And a lot of guys don't even have that. We're talking about the legendary guys that get 15, 20-year careers. Most guys' careers are like eight, you know, if, yeah. if you're lucky to play that many years. So, yeah, one season is a huge chunk of it. It's like missing four yeah. games in a football season. You miss 25% of the game. You know, it don't seem like a lot, but that's a lot. So one NBA season changes a lot for players' legacies and whatnot. Your total career points going down. You know, this, like imagine if LeBron would have had a chance to finish this season, how much closer he would have been to being the NBA all-time leading scorer or climbing up the assist list. So all of that, you know, I want my numbers. I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm coming back this season to get by. Yeah. So I, it's a lot at stake. I don't. I'm not mad at him for staying ready, and I hope somehow, some way, we do have it. But I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, because you think about it too, you know, this year and next year, that would tie, if he would, they would have win because they got the team to do it, and they could win back to back championships, and easily he could have six rings, you know, yeah. and you know that's just as many as Jordan got, and I think that's what he's going for. Uh, JB, what do you think? Hey, I have to agree with Donnie. You know, uh. <laughs> I, I think it's hopeful wish. It's 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 hopeful wishes at the end of the day. You know, I I I I agree with everything that I said, but at the end of the day, though, it's it ain't gonna happen. I don't see it happening. You don't see him coming back. No, it ain't gonna happen. I think this is gonna be a year where, to the end of the day, where he they're gonna have to come back. Hopefully next year, it might be even a shortened season if they have the ability to do so. But as far as this season. They might as well chalk it up and get ready to stay on the ground. You know, we want what we want, and I understand that. You know, and, and I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but at the end of the day, it is materialistic. You know, and we already know some NBA players have the coronavirus. So mm-hmm. I think they have to be extremely careful with what they do. You know what I'm saying? And we just have to wait and see. What if they come back and play with masks on? <laughs> <laughs> Put a damn mask on and get out there on the court. Shoot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, man. Um, we got some things going on coming up. And um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, don't forget the Brutally Honest Show Tuesday, 7 p.m., with your girl, the poetic goddess, Nayana Renee, JB, Mr. 299. We do the sexy thought. We do the 299 shout out line. So parental discretion is strongly advised. No kids, no kids, no kids. Uh, Florida Poetry Show on Friday. Got the uh, uh, Nima Shining Star L, JT, and myself. It's more kid friendly. 
you can have your kids and let them listen to that because we do the black in effect where we teach you some black history uh the let it flow segment uh nima drops some poetry for you it's a lot of fun and of course we'll be back here sunday with adonis donnie martin jt jb myself and whoever else might chime in big less whoever no telling who's gonna chime in uh jt what you got going on man uh, man, like you said, man, the Bruliana show um, has a very special guest. Uh, busy hip hop artist Busy comes through um, this Tuesday, which should be a dope show within itself. And um, we just got verification that Maurice Casimir will be making an appearance back on the show for part two of his interview um, the following Tuesday. So, nice. looking forward to that on the Bruliana show. And then um, we're gonna, you know, the Poetic show. We're going to do something special on Friday. We know it's Mother's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're you know we going to come with a, you know, another solid show. But then there's something else that's very, very special about this Friday, and we'll reveal it um, on the show, 6 p.m. this Friday. But, yeah, everything Big Wood Radio, man, we're getting it. You know what I'm saying? You just got to pay attention to what's happening. BigWoodRadio.com is where it's at. That's up. Uh, Donnie, what you got going on? You got a shout-out and anything? Nah, shout out to y'all, man. Looking forward to next Sunday. See what happens exciting in the world of sports if we do get anything. If not, we'll go back to the next part of whatever happens in the old Bull series. But looking forward <laughs> to talking to y'all again next week. Yes, indeed. What's going to happen is they're going to sign. Dak is going to be signed by next week. Um, <laughs> I hope so. JB, what you got going on, man? Hey, man, ain't got much of nothing going on. Hey, just getting ready for Brutally Honest. Looking forward to have Busy. And and, uh, and Maurice Cashmere come on, so I know it's going to be a hell of a show. Tune in, 7 p.m. You definitely don't want to miss that sexy talk by Nayana Renee. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. That's for sure. All right, man. That's it. Uh, Appreciate you fellas hanging out with us. Appreciate everybody that's listening live and everybody that's listening back to the podcast. We appreciate y'all so much. BigWoodRadio.com and search us out on all of our social media at BigWood Everything, at BigWood Radio Everything. All right, so on behalf of my man, James J.T. Thompson, Adonis Donnie Martin, J.B. Mr. 299, Nima Star L, the poetic goddess, Nayana Renee, Big Les, Look, Bucky, all about us radio. I'm Big Woo. It's Big Woo Radio. Peace. God bless. We out. Look, I fall back in order to avoid contamination. The game is full of garbage, nothing about it that's motivate. I listen to your bars, I'm disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working, can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through that door, folks said it at 94. Told my brother, everybody know that man got flow. You're forced to be You're listening to Big Woo Radio. Believe it,